Yard 5 was the final yard to be constructed. It was also the first of the yards to disappear from view. It is now covered in houses, but let's try and imagine it. Remember where Yard 2 was? Yard 5 was built on the other side of Yard 2, yards being named in the order they were built rather than their position. Built in 1852, it was the most modern and spacious of the yards. Along its wall adjoining Yard 2 ran a two-storey building. On the ground floor was a mess room where 400 women could be fed in one sitting from a kitchen which had boilers and scullery. At night, the mess room became a school where the women were instructed in religious education. Upstairs was a dormitory for 212 women. The women who slept here were pass holders awaiting employment. They were not undergoing secondary punishment and so security here was minimal. The dormitories had windows and skylights, unlike that closed, unventilated dorms in Yard 1, and a fireplace. Pipes now brought water from the rivulet to the factory, and Yard 5 had flushing separate toilets, far more hygienic and private than the communal privies of the other yards. Superintendent May also made changes to Yard 1 and Yard 2. In Yard 1, he had the inner walls and central buildings demolished and stone steps built in front of the chapel's entrance. May wanted to create an open space in which convicts could be supervised more easily. Yard 2 was remodelled, again for surveillance purposes. The wooden frames on which the laundry was hung out to dry were removed and placed on the outer wall of the building. May believed the clothes and linen hanging out to dry impeded a clear view of convicts. There was to be no more chatting among the sheets, no more hiding from the overseers and watchwomen. The yard was now bare, and it became an inspection ground. On Sunday mornings, the convict women stood in silence as their clothing and cleanliness was inspected by prison officers. The superintendent read out notices, and in a shaming exercise, the names, offences and sentences of women guilty of any misconduct that week. During these Sunday morning musters, the women convicts were forbidden from speaking to the superintendent or any officer. Hygiene and problems with overcrowding may have improved, but very little improvement was made in the well-being of convict women, especially in those final years of the factory where an intrusive regime of constant surveillance was implemented.